Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a wife, mom, and trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of trying all the mainstream modalities of healing to save my marriage, I found myself two kids later separated and on the verge of divorce. That's when I stumbled upon the unconventional game changer of somatic work that not only resurrected my dying marriage, but bled into breakthroughs in my parenting, purpose, spirituality, health, wealth, business, and more in just six months. My intention with this podcast is simple. Through every weekly episode, my goal for you is that one, you realize how insanely collective our struggles are, that you're not even close to alone. Two, that you can laugh a little because God knows we need it. And three, that you walk away with actionable advice on how to design your unique blueprint for your breakthrough life. So get your earbuds in, grab your coffee so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode on a topic that I'm really excited to dive into today. At the time of recording this, I'm actually two days away from going on a retreat to Mexico, which guys, this feels like monumental to me and I still can't even believe that I'm doing this. I haven't traveled outside of the country since my honeymoon. We went to the Dominican Republic 12 years ago and I was with Sebastian And so this feels like I'm putting on my big girl pants and I'm nervous as hell and also excited as heck, but I'm going to be traveling to Mexico. Thank God my roommate who I'll be rooming with, she's a good friend of mine from the same business mastermind. She's on the same flight as me. So I won't be going into this this country all by myself, have some familiarity, but it's the furthest I've ever been away from my kids for this amount of time. So big girl steps by the time that this actually airs, I'll have been done with the trip and back and settled at home, which is crazy. But I love that the topic that I had scheduled for this recording was intuition because me going on This trip alone was a total intuitive tug. It was a total trust my gut, the way that my own intuition downloads to me, speaks to me, God's spirit within me, the way God chats with me, whatever you want to call it. That's how I like to see it. That is why I booked this trip in the first place. And it's with Leanne Tran. She's a friend of mine. She's leading this retreat. It's called the Feminine Leadership Radiance Retreat. And it's all about releasing trauma somatically, moving trauma out of your body, shedding what has your body's kept the score of and what's weighed you down and getting into the quote unquote feminine flow, feminine energy in a very masculine dominant world, not in the sense of genders, but in the sense of feminine and masculine energy. Feminine is way more in touch with flow and intuition and going slow and sensuality. And the masculine is very much more the strategy and the doing and the get her done and one's not better than the other. We need both. But if you know my story at all, I was very quote unquote masculine dominant for many years, just caught in my hyperachiever mode, leaving no room for the feminine play and slowing down and being present. And so this treat is all about reclaiming that. So I'm very excited. What the heck is intuition? So I got a couple of definitions that maybe one will resonate more with you than the other, but intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. 
Intuition, a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. And then the last definition I liked, it's a natural ability or power that makes it possible to know something without any proof or evidence. My good friend and mentor Kelly Brock would say, I just know it like I know it like I know it. That's how she'd describe her intuition. I can't explain it to you. I just know it. That quote unquote gut feeling. It's a hunch, discernment. I just have a feeling, gut reaction, intuitiveness, sixth sense, spirit, Holy Spirit. So many words that I've heard people use and describe differently that I think we're all talking about the same thing. So what the heck is that? What is a gut feeling? Trusting your gut. It's not just a matter of following your instincts blindly. It's about tapping into your own inner wisdom and intuition to make the best decisions for yourself and those around you. In today's fast-paced world, it's easy to get swept up in the noise and distractions and lose sight of what truly matters. But trusting your gut, you can cut through the noise and get to the heart of the matter. I love this quote by Albert Einstein. He said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Dropping wisdom there, old Al. And then this quote that I found by Jiddu Krishunamurti, probably butchered that name. Sorry, Jiddu. But Jiddu said, intuition is the whisper of the soul. Anthon St. Martin said, intuition goes before you, showing you the way. Emotion follows behind to let you know when you go astray. And then Germany Kent, trust the energy you get because vibes don't lie. When I think of my intuition, it's truly become one of my greatest superpowers. I don't know um, what you believe as you're listening or what spiritual path you walk on, but even just a few years ago, I didn't even know what the hell people were talking about when they were using that word intuition or saying things like, just trust your gut, Becky. I was like, I can understand Latin better than what you're saying to me right now. What does that even mean? It sounds really nice, but I, I don't know how to trust my gut. That's just a foreign language. I, if you don't know where I'm from, grew up in Connecticut. When you think of the Western world, I just think a lot of us have never even heard that word intuition in our homes. Some of us have just never received instruction on how to trust ourselves uh, from things as little as my generation growing up hearing, finish your plate, even if you're totally full. Like your body may be saying one thing that you are stuffed, but your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, finish your vegetables. Don't go letting that go to waste. Don't you know there's starving children in Africa? Or things like just give Uncle Tony a hug, even if you feel unsafe as a little kid and you're like, I don't want to hug Uncle Tony. I don't know why. There's just some vibes I get. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. And then somebody instructing you to override your intuition. Or a lot of us just grew up in a home where there was an answer for everything versus adults asking us questions to explore ourselves or helping us to be comfortable with the gray area. There is really in the home that I grew up in with no fault at all to my parents. I, every single generation is going to have 
it's good intentions and then blind spots every and us too, as much as we're growing in consciousness. But where I grew up, there was no room for curiosity or space to practice sitting with the not knowing. So for example, I remember asking like questions like, what does heaven look like? And I would get this response with a very clear painted picture as if this grown up in my life had personally visited heaven and was showing me pictures of their trip. <laughs> like no one actually knows what life looks like after death, unless you've had a near death experience. And that's another topic for another time. It's actually super fascinating. But I don't know if our parents had the permission for themselves to simply say, great question, honey. I honestly have no idea. What do you imagine it looks like? Now we live in a world where there's an overload of answers and information and it's at our fingertips, sensory overload of info and advice. And we find ourselves up at midnight asking Siri to answer some of our life's deepest and most nuanced questions. Should I stay or go in my marriage? Or is this the career path I'm meant to go down? Or is the way I'm parenting the best approach for my child? Steve Jobs said, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Or maybe just some of us that have grown up in really well-intentioned, sometimes incredible, but just spiritual settings where things like, for me, it was the scripture, the heart is deceitful above all things. It's a scripture from the Bible. And it sent the message to me, don't trust yourself ever, Becky. Whatever you're feeling is probably wrong, so do the opposite. I remember for so long just feeling really afraid of myself. I gaslit my own emotions. For example, if I felt tired and my body really wanted to rest, but I had a church event to go to, I would not listen to my body or trust myself enough to rest. I'd tell myself that I'm being lazy or selfish and push myself to go anyway. Mostly terrified that I'd be cut off from the community, from the love and belonging of the people in my church if I didn't show up where I was expected to be. So self-abandonment in so many micro moments over so many years led to such a severed sense of connection with my own intuition. Also, I've had a history of past relationships where there was gaslighting, which that's a very buzzword these days just to define it. Gaslighting is psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependence on the perpetrator. In past relationships, all since high school, I've heard things like, you're being dramatic over nothing, Becky, or I was just joking, you're so sensitive, or I never said that or did that, you're making that up, or you're always turning things around on me, or nothing's going on, you're crazy, things like that. For me, also in my past, there was a history of betrayal, being cheated on, where I would sense something was off and then ask about it. And then my boyfriend would look at me like I was the crazy one and swore that there was nothing going on and even asked me, why would you think that? How could you think that of me? So then I felt like the bad one, felt small, felt shame for accusing my partner of something so heinous. Later to find out, oh, dude was cheating. All right. Good to know. <laughs> my intuition was not off. I connect with women every single day. 
And a question that I often ask them is, what kind of decision maker are you? And there's three responses I'd say I'd get. One is total deer in headlights. Oh, that's a great question. I have no idea. Like they've never even considered what kind of decision maker they are. Or I get the woman that's just totally back and forth from little things to big things. They're like, I get overwhelmed and have anxiety at the Cheesecake Factory because that menu is just too big and there's too many options. I am perpetually indecisive. And then I'd say of all the hundreds of women that I interview, about 2% of the women that I've met with say, I go with my gut. I trust my intuition. I let all of them know it's very natural, actually, to be very indecisive and go back and forth, that it's a very common trauma response. But also, this is the biggest superpower that a woman or man can uncover. Still figuring it out, but now I know how to feel into any decision, big or small, and know if it is a hell yes, a not right now, or a no that does not resonate in my spirit. And learning to trust my intuition, it has led to the marriage of my dreams that I came so close to throwing away. It's led to the role of my dreams, this job that I now get to coach soul aligned clients totally in line with my zone of genius and specific gifts, a job that lights me up every freaking day. It's led to shifted perspectives and approaches in how I parent my children So much repair since tuning into my own maternal instincts instead of years of doing what I was told I should be doing as a parent, the right technique, the right approach. And then it's also led to my spiritual healing, being able to dismantle some really suffocating cultural traditions of my spiritual upbringing and embrace a lighter relationship with my God, one that feels safe and consensual and intimate rather than performance-based or operating out of my fawn response, my pleaser response. Let's unpack it, shall we? How you can get on the path to trusting your own intuition more deeply. A lot of women get stuck on this question, like, how do I know if it's my intuition or if it's my fear slash ego? I'm going to lay it all out to you. I actually posted a carousel on Instagram a couple of weeks ago on this topic, but this is a tool, the carousel that I posted and what I'm about to share right now that I still pull out when I'm conflicted about something and when I want to feel into my own intuition. So here's the difference. Ego or fear, it's loud and demanding. Intuition is a quiet whisper. It makes me think of there is a verse in 1 Kings 19, 11. It says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, that gentle whisper, it was not the loud things. Ego is the loud demanding, just feels like your head is screaming constantly. Intuition is a quiet whisper. Number two, ego is scrambling for safety. Intuition knows it's safe even when the truth is undesirable. As my old coach Soraya would say, 
some truths are a please God, don't let this be truth kind of truth. Number three, ego constricts and suffocates. Intuition is expansive and freeing. There was my first ever business coaching program that I invested in. I did really well in it, had great results. She allowed me to build my business from scratch and turn just my life experience and wisdom and little bit of training that I had at the beginning into an actual business. And I was invited into her next level business mastermind program after that for people who were doing well and wanted to accelerate to the next level. And it felt like I should do that naturally because while I've done well with her so far, shouldn't I, you know, upgrade into her graduate program? But when I thought about the idea of working with her for more time, there was just something about our dynamic where it felt very constrictive. And I honestly felt suffocated by the idea of spending more time in this particular woman's presence. And then there was this other program at the time that I was looking into with Kelly Brock, who I've had on the podcast. She was, I think, my second episode ever. And Kelly Brock was way more about dialing back, not about the results, but getting to the deep-rooted foundational motivation behind building a business, really dismantling the hyperachiever and being able to build from a place of peace. And so looking at her program, it didn't really make sense because I'm like, oh, I'm on a roll. I got to keep going. I need somebody who's going to help me accelerate this thing. But every time I looked at Kelly's page or listened to her stories, it just felt so expansive and freeing, even though on paper it would seem to be what would be going backwards. And it ended up being the opposite. Investing in Kelly Brock was one of the most important and monumental decisions I'd ever made in my life. That was a life-changing experience, my six months working with her. Number four, ego feels like restless energy. Who can relate to that? The restless energy. But intuition settles in your body. Ugh, I remember for years, just so many freaking moments of, should I talk to Sebastian about this? My husband, Sebastian, if you don't know his name, there'd be racing thoughts and ruminating this nervous energy, just back and forth, rehearsing what I was going to say, overthinking when I'm going to say it and how it's going to come out and thinking I'm chicken and forcing myself to vomit it out and then it not going well. And it wasn't until stumbling upon somatic work that I learned how to first sit with the discomfort and offer myself safety, then knowing exactly when was the right time to speak my truth. Number five, ego feels like fear. Intuition feels like love. Remember when me and Sebastian were on the rocks, there was a few friends, just well-meaning, but it was unhelpful for me at the time, just telling me, just leave him. You can find someone else or you're not happy. Just get over it, Becky. Just cut him off. Versus like that, I mentioned my coach Soraya, when I first stumbled upon her Instagram, it was when my husband and I were separated and it was when I was the most desperate and in despair, nervous system on fire. And she was talking about repairing your marriage, even on the after the brink of divorce, after you've tried everything, after everything seems hopeless, after there's been trauma within the marriage. And she felt like the one, you know, soul whisper during that time of, hey, I actually help you repair this if you want that. 
And it just felt like love. It resonated with me. I noticed myself continuing to uh, go back to her page and scroll her content every single day, like deep dive, Netflix binging every reel, every content that she posted. And all of it just kept resonating more and more. And it felt like this growing warm ball of love in my body. And I couldn't really explain it. Even booking a call with her, it felt illogical. Hey, I don't book calls with strangers. Any therapist I've ever worked with came from a referral or somebody I know, but here I am, found this woman off Instagram, booked a freaking call with her, and I can't explain why. It just feels like it's calling to my soul. And so that was the program that I ended up investing in, and it changed everything. It was the absolute game changer. So that was my intuition, really the first time I can remember thinking, oh, is this what it means when your gut is screaming at you or your intuition is speaking because this is like a really strong feeling to get into this woman's space at whatever cost. The last one, number six, ego is survival energy. Intuition is ready to thrive. I could bring up so many examples with this one, but one that I will bring up is money. I just remember being in this scarcity mindset my entire adult life when it came to money, living paycheck to paycheck and doing the same thing, working like a crazy person, but feeling like we were forever not cutting it or dipping into savings month after month. I wouldn't spend extra on anything because I would say we don't have enough for that. I was just resigned to believe about myself that I just wasn't the type that liked to travel or I wasn't a shopper, et cetera. Turns out I really have a huge heart to travel. I just convinced myself of that for so long because I thought we didn't have the money for it. And that was the problem in and of itself. It was a scarcity mindset. I eventually, a year ago this month, decided to invest in a financial coach, Justin Buonamo. He runs a program called Journey to Financial Freedom, JFF. I've had him on the podcast before as well. I'll link that episode in the show notes. But I decided to invest. And at first, it went against the entire paradigm of I don't have enough money. I was like, how does this make sense? invest how much money when I don't feel like I have money to heal my money wound? I felt so done though with the surviving and with the suffering and with the stressing around my money. I felt in my gut that I was over it. That was so last season. I've done that for decades now and it was time to thrive. And it led to so much healing in my relationship with money this year. I remember the first time after one of our coaching calls, he was talking about that you can enjoy your life as you're getting out of debt or as you're healing your relationship with money, as you're building your wealth. And after that coaching call, I decided I'm going to treat myself to Thai food, which me being the tight-fisted scarcity mindset for so long, never used to spend anything extra, felt like anything extra was frivolous. And I was like, you know what, part of my healing journey, I feel like I just need to go treat myself to my favorite food and treat myself for lunch. And the bill was like $18. But I remember feeling like so nervous. Am I really doing this? Am I going to be poor for treating myself to a meal? And at the end of it, it ended up feeling so healing. Yeah, I'm working on my money. Yeah, I'm becoming a better steward. Yeah, I'm learning to manage my wealth. And also I can treat myself along the way. I don't have to live on beans and rice for the next 10 years before I can start to enjoy. And it's been amazing just reflecting on my relationship with money now. It feels so peaceful, full of integrity and ease and gratitude and abundance and 
I had my exit call with JF just a couple weeks ago because yeah, it's a full year now that I've finished in the program. And I was just sobbing on the call. I was like, I can't believe how much my life has changed, man. So grateful. So this week, I would love to invite you with this topic of intuition, just practice noticing in whatever area you're seeking clarity and guidance. Maybe it's with money. Maybe it's with your marriage. Maybe it's with parenting. Maybe spirituality. Whatever the the arena is, you might set some time this week to just get quiet with yourself, with your God, your own intuition. And practically, let me just share with you what I do, and maybe this could support you if you get some quiet time to yourself this week. So what I went through, those six kind of uh, characteristics of ego versus intuition, I'll lay down and I'll close my eyes and I'll get my body grounded, which is just a word for regulating my nervous system, coming back into a settled safety rest digest state and so one of the ways that i like to get grounded is some breath work so maybe doing breaths in my nose out my mouth or naming my five senses five things i can see four things i can hear three things i can physically touch two things i can taste one thing i can smell this gets me out of the activated go survival nervous system and back into rest digest grounded nervous system so once you get settled picturing whatever situation it is that you're looking for clarity on and then feeling into it and going through you can pull up my carousel on instagram i'll link it in the show notes is this loud and demanding or does this feel like a quiet whisper and go down imagine both scenarios so let's say it's a small one we'll start with a small one let's say it's where we want to go to dinner tonight Do I want to go to a seafood steakhouse or do I want to do Mexican? Imagine both and notice, are your thoughts loud and swirling, demanding, or do they sound more like a whisper? Yes, that's the right one. And then go through number two is ego scrambling for safety or intuition knowing it's safe. Number three, ego feels constriction and suffocation while intuition is expansive and freeing. Number four, ego feels like restless energy. Intuition settles in your body. Number five, ego feels like fear. Intuition feels like love. And then six, ego is survival energy. Intuition is ready to thrive. So maybe the restaurant example was a dumb one, but maybe it's something like, should we go out to eat or not? Maybe that might be a better one. Or should I do gentle parenting or authoritative parenting? (laughs) Or maybe it's, should I bring up this tricky conversation with my husband tonight or wait for another time? So whatever it is that you're needing clarity on this week, get grounded in your body. That's the invitation. And just practice this. And honestly, the first time you do it, it might feel like, what the heck am I doing? And that's what it's like to first get in touch with your own intuition. Most of us are running around like chickens with our heads cut off. We cannot hear our intuition if we don't take a seat with ourselves and take time to be with ourselves. And so the first time we do it, it might feel like, ah, I want to run away. I want to get up, forget this breath work. I want to go do something. And if that happens, just notice and say, oh, how interesting. Yep, that makes sense. This is out of my comfort zone. That's totally okay. But maybe you notice what comes up and you just start playing with, huh, okay, I can feel into 
what this feels like. And I'm starting to learn a new language, which always feels riding a bike without training wheels for the first time, wobbly and maybe awkward and different and new, but that's where support comes in. And I would love to hear if you play with your own intuition this week, there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no way to fail. It's just an invitation to play with this. So feel free to DM me any questions or any reflections that do come up. I also have more resources when it comes to this topic. So this was hopefully a supportive teaser, at least for today's episode. And I love you all. Thanks for listening. You can trust yourself more than all of the greatest libraries and researchers and PhDs and expert therapists in the whole world combined. Your intuition truly is a superpower that's going to know greater wisdom than all of the external things you can grab a hold of. So huge hugs. Love you all and have a great weekend. Ah, I'm honored you found today's episode worth your listen and time to hang out with me today. You know, for some of us, this podcast is just the thing you need to support you towards your breakthrough. But for others, we know we need a deeper level of support and guidance. So if you're a highly ambitious woman who's ready to repair deep, unshakable connection in your marriage, I'd love to tell you about my client coaching program called Root to Rise. This is the life-changing transformational container that will teach you exactly how to launch your marriage to the next level by moving trauma out of your body and stepping back into your power. Even if you've already tried everything, even if you're caught on the fence of should I stay or should I go, and even if your husband's not on board today. So look for my link in the show notes to book a call with me and we'll just talk about what's working, what's not, where you want to go. And very easily, I'll be able to tell you if and how I can help you. And if not me, I can still point you in the direction of some resources that can. So either way, tons of clarity. We'll have some fun getting to know each other while we're at it. And that's it for today. Huge hugs, my friend. I'll chat with you next Friday.